0: Let's peace these broken pieces together Welcome to the inaugural, the first, numero uno episode of Fumble Podcast My guest is is a distinguished one at that. I'm not going to kiss his ass anymore. But uh, you shouldn't. One of my best friends for as long as I can remember. And we'll talk about all of that. Um, A very successful entrepreneur (laughs) in in his own rights. I want this
1: to continue going.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep going. In fact, you're not supposed to talk yet so (laughs) sorry we are uh yeah uh we're gonna talk about all things career regarding this man this very tall asian man
1: i'm five seven (laughs) what what are you talking about
0: (laughs) all right without further ado one of my best friends uh I wouldn't want anybody else as my first guest other than him. The man. Maybe of, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Mishkin is like number 30. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Without any further ado, Dean Biscocho, everyone. Dean Biscocho.
1: Thank you for having me, Pejman. It's a pleasure to be on here. And I haven't uh,
0: seen you in ages.
1: <laughs> it kind of, yeah, technically. If we're t- technically speaking, yes. Yeah. We haven't seen each other in ages. When was the last time we saw each other?
0: Shit, I want to say when you, before you left, before you left for
1: 2019. Was that that
0: 2019? Man, that's true, huh? 2019. That's right.
1: End of end of 2019, start of 2020, maybe.
0: So that's a good segue. So that's around the time you headed south, right? So why don't we? Yeah. Let's start there. What
1: are you doing in L.A.? What
0: the hell are you doing in L.A.?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, the best part about that is oh, the best part about this whole thing is. Uh, I probably have been off of social media and not like said anything about what's going on, just because it's so hard to post on social media and get a feel for work and get a feel for a new place and like. Start a new relationship. And all all sorts of things like, (laughs) and so like, that's why, uh, this might be like the chance to share all that, uh, online. And it's everything to do with career. It was, it's always been career. Uh, I'd say that I've been career minded probably since Probably since co- after college, after college, I've been career minded, which is kind of what uh, I'd love to talk to you about today.
0: I love college, yeah. man. That's where this all began. All of this madness, all of this uh, career talk and and adulting, as they call it these days. You know, we. Oh uh, my god,
1: I love that word.
0: What a word! Adulting. I'm is... still. I'm still figuring it out. What is that anyway? I'd rather be kidding. You know what I mean.
1: <laughs> Facts. I, uh, I I'm sure it's the opposite of all the things that I'm interested in, like Pokemon cards, Magic the Gathering, Street Fighter. Like these are my actual interests, and adulting is like everything that's not that.
0: That's not even a joke, everyone. He actually would. He went and purchased a Street Fighter, like gaming set. And he would just annihilate everyone. And then oh and then we all hated the game because he, <laughs> he was so freaking good at it. And then he was just laughing. He was just like so innocently smiling like, oh, don't worry. It's fine. We're just having fun. And meanwhile, like my guy's neck is like on his leg. You know? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Even in games I didn't play really like Mortal Kombat, Tekken. Dude, you guys sucked.
0: Hey man, this is a humble podcast. Where you, this is a rough start to this whole thing. No, uh, my, my favorite yeah, my favorite fighting game was always, if we're going to talk about fighting games, if we're going to go on a tangent, hmm. Tech and tag was, has always been, and they don't make it, they don't have it anymore. Tech and tag. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least not for a while. Maybe PlayStation 5 is going to bring it back. We'll see. Or maybe they already have. I don't have it anyway. so
1: Tekken 7 is probably the best option you have right now which is by the way very good game haven't played too much except at your place i think i
0: know yeah that was the one i got but it's still i just there was something i don't know maybe because i was a 14 year old with uh, no responsibilities and just staying up till seven in the morning playing Hell that yeah. game. yeah that was that Dude, was amazing
1: that's so relatable that's so relatable like yeah actually to to talk about that i feel like when we're talking about adulting I feel like it relates a lot to, like, acquiring the resources necessary so that I can revert back to those moments of, like, staying home and playing video games or or being able to, like, I don't know, party with friends, which is, like, you know, that is that is the end-all, beat-all, I think, at least for, for me right now.
0: Now, that was a time I, that we didn't know each other, right? But it's amazing how our, we kind of were on opposite coasts. I mean, we were on opposite coasts at That's that true. time. Um, I grew up in Maryland, for those who care. Dean grew up in California. He's a Cali boy. Yeah, um, and, and given all of the... There's a lot of cultural differences, honestly, between East and West Coast. But it's it amazed me that a lot of the things that Dean did as a kid, I did as a kid. And it it was just maybe we were it was the product of being children of immigrants. But but I don't know,
1: (laughs) it might be probably, man, it's got to be that's got to be one of our big parallels for sure is like our parents were not born here, so they could not explain to us what the culture was here. We were able to find our own culture by watching TV and absorbing things from just everywhere. I I liked magazines too, yeah. and uh, I mean that was Ma- yeah. I mean we well, both like WWE, Undertaker. Like how did you know how did these all how did all these things come together? And then
0: he retired, man. Speaking of which, crazy. Yeah, he right. finally retired. I never thought a dead man could retire, but he retired.
1: <laughs> nice, that's good.
0: But yeah, man. Um, yeah, it was it was. Uh, It was true. Now, I wasn't born in America, uh, as Dean was, so future president over here. We're looking at our next president here.
1: (laughs) Glad to Uh, be there.
0: I don't have that privilege. (laughs) However, uh, I love everything about this country, and it shaped me into who I am today. I grew up in Maryland, but again, it's uh, amazing how much we had in common. Games, magazines, I'm sure a few girly magazines you had
1: i don't know i only just like nerdy ones they're only nerdy ones about girly magazines.
0: <laughs> math porn
1: oh yeah <laughs> oh my oh, god dini loving math porn i uh no uh again pokemon cards magically gather i like oh my god i could go on and on but dude like how about
0: that pokemon show that was on tv when we were kids Remember oh
1: a thousand percent i remember running home because it like for us it started at three o'clock at least when when school <laughs> ended i re- would run home to wow.
0: watch it yeah i i literally would wake up early before cl- before i had to you know be taken to school i would wake up early around seven seven thirty in the morning and then i'd go and and lie on our couch in our apartment and i was watching like pokemon or i was watching ninja turtles and that's why my english is so good today
1: that's where i learned my (laughs) it is really good (laughs) i literally really is good
0: it was between that and then on my days like that there was no school during the weekdays one o'clock my mom would turn on days of our lives and i would i would freaking watch it with her dude i'm not even ashamed that show has been going on for i think 800 years (laughs) Is it still running I don't know if it is. I feel like it's done now, but finally. But my mom would watch that, and we both would just, like, even to this day, I, we reminisce about that. My mom and I. It's hilarious.
1: Days of our lives.
0: Jeez, man. So yeah. Speak.
1: Speaking yeah, of ahead. days of our lives, man. Yeah. Well, not the show, man. Like that's that's kind of what it feels like right now, doesn't it?
0: So it totally it's does. Just man.
1: literally day to day.
0: So tell ah. me, you are living in. So s- shortly after college, we want to say what, 2012, uh, 2011, yeah. 2012. Yeah. Yeah, you were, exactly. you, you were headed to what you studied. You, you start, you got your first job, uh, in civil, civil engineering. Am I right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Okay. Was, right. So, so tell us, so, tell yeah. us about that. <laughs> oh my God. I love how we're gonna do a little jaunt through my career, but um, I, I, 2008, right? 2008 happened, and it was just hard to find a job. Uh, so coming out 2010, 2011 is when I graduated, and like I, there were jobs, but there weren't many. There weren't many, and the first job that I got was. Um, through a connection. It wasn't by my own merit. It was because I made friends with people in college and it was a, it was kind of a hookup, which is like, honestly, that's really what college is about. Let's be honest. Um, I I realized that as soon as like, yeah, it it, a thousand percent is. Um, so I started working in San Francisco, uh, in civil engineering and (laughs)
0: didn't you talk to Farshad at first? at some point yeah
1: yeah actually i've kind of screwed that one up because i've messed i botched the interview for his company (laughs) did i ever tell you the story exactly what you you, had happened i didn't mean to interrupt your
0: flow but but tell tell us tell us
1: i never because i remember being very embarrassed uh maybe not very but like embarrassed enough not to want to talk about it more because fireshot of course he was like and Farshad, of course, being your uh, brother-in-law, right? Yeah, like, Farshad
0: is my brother-in-law. He's married to my sister. So.
1: Yes, perfect. Yeah. He, uh, he's, he's a legit civil engineer, like by career and by, like historically is excellent. And he uh, was high ranking, so he was able to offer me an interview immediately with his company. And uh, I prepared a certain amount for it, and I felt ready. It was over the phone, and the first question, which was, so I had all my notes out. I literally had all my engineering notes just in case she was going to ask me some random like physics question. And no, she was like, she asked me a question of like, what's your experience like? She asked, how much experience do you have in civil engineering? And I was like, uh, like, you know, not that much, basically none. Uh, because first of all, let me break it down this way. I got into civil engineering mostly because, um, my parents felt like it was like a lucrative career and it is. And my dad is a bit of a, like, he's, he's not a like legitimate, legitimate, legit certified engineer, which you have to be certified to be called like a professional engineer or whatever. But he was like a, he was basically an engineer tech. Um, so he has an engineering background for sure. But my background in engineering was college only. Like, the people I realized in the industry have, like, probably been building shit since they were little and, like, were, you know, kids of construction workers and shit like that. And so they knew civil engineering was, like, part of their day-to-day life. And when I realized, I realized that during the interview, I was like, I actually don't have much experience at all. And I tried to be honest. And honestly got me nowhere in that in that conversation i'll be honest man wow she basically like that conversation. lesson of this episode quickly. the <laughs> lesson for this
0: episode is lie everyone <laughs> no
1: lie fluff it up a little no I, i'm actually i
0: mean <laughs> i'm actually so proud of you for being honest despite despite that i i mean that that's something noble there's something noble yeah it, so but continue I,
1: it was it was it was very much a sign, uh, and I love your dad of, by the
0: way. missed that man. I haven't seen him longer than I haven't
1: seen oh him. no no, no he is he's doing well, he's doing strong i uh, I uploaded some old videos uh, from like my childhood for him to watch very um, uh, like that's actually one thing I've been really into re- recently is turning old VHS tapes and like old photo albums into like digital yeah so that they so that they can enjoy that and they are like they're loving it loving that's amazing. it that's so amazing so he's chilling. i i remember so god so fashad right. uh, to go back to that story like i botched that interview uh did not get a call back fashad as soon as he saw me was like how did it go and i was like oh it was all right but i don't know you know i haven't heard back and you know you told me to forward. say i have no experience <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Damn it, Farshad!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I blame you, bro. Oh my god, he—he he really like hooked it up with that one, honestly. But um, it's honest; it's probably for the best because uh, it, I should have known by that time that uh, there was a, a lack of alignment between me and that particular field. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like, it's not like I was making shit or building shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, civil engineering stuff in my, in my day-to-day. Um, but and, that led you, you
0: know, to your next interview yeah. or your, your next opportunity, yeah?
1: Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, so eventually, it, uh, you know, I did find work in, like, 2013 or something, 12 or 13. That's right. Like, I was an intern. I was doing all sorts of internship stuff um, after graduation and then finally landed job in San Francisco. I was working, uh, I was doing some, uh, like, civil infrastructure type work, which is like roadways and sidewalks. All right. And we would, we would uh, you know, make them, like legit break old ones and then replace them with new ones. Wow. And uh, San Francisco has a, a few different projects that um, probably are still standing right now that I had a hand in. And it's cool. It is cool if you're into that. Yeah. But uh, I think distinctly for me, uh, I, I have such... An alignment with um with like digital work, that, um, and I really don't like waking up uh, at like <laughs> the butt crack of dawn. And I remember <laughs> that I dude, remember was... you. You were like almost crying every time. <laughs> you,
0: <laughs> dude, okay, listen to this, guys. This man Dean. All right, to give a background of how we know each other, because this it all ties in. So, uh, first of all, we got to rep our our. Alma mater, UC Davis. Oh, rep okay. it, yeah, man. Aggies, baby. Aggies, um, baby. I don't own one. Wh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't own. I don't own one. Wait, we went to Davis and you freaking bought like a shitload oh, of stuff. Oh, I've
1: got all the Davis. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, you I'm do. proud of my Davis oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. Hell
0: yeah, I was working at Target, so I couldn't afford it at that time. But yeah, <laughs> but um, so yeah, back in '09, uh. Dean, myself, Chase, and JP. Uh, we start of 2010, I want to say, is when uh, I actually ran into JP in Davis on campus. Uh, I guess it was the Coho. And he was uh
1: Coho. You remember that? Yeah, I remember the Coho. I have yeah, heard man. that word in there, so
0: long. There was a Soho and then there was the Coho, I remember. That's all I remember from college. <laughs> and so, uh, JP goes... Hey uh we need a fourth roommate you down? I was like <laughs> I was like all right <laughs> like I was like getting I was literally getting so like a I was getting a uh a a gyro or a gyro how, how it's called so many different things. A gyro. Remember that food truck down there? Yeah. I I was yeah. at that food truck and JP comes to me he's like, "Hey, we need a fourth roommate. Dean and uh Chase are, are in." I was like, "Yeah, okay. I hate my place." <laughs> <laughs> that's literally how it happened and then it 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 was that easy but then it led to one of the most memorable years of my life i i still have so many amazing memories agree from from that year 147 so uh anybody who (laughs) goes yeah man i don't care dude what are you gonna do yeah we don't live there anymore guys but yeah (laughs) The, the colleges is, is what, it was the uh, where where we ended up in 2010 to 2011 and what a year that was and so many pranks so many fun memories oh my god there was like I would come I would come home from class and like Dean is like playing my keyboard in my room and like <laughs> listening to oh my god because it was so Dean and JP were roommates and then Chase yeah. had his own room and I had my own room because we're bougie like that and then. <laughs> And then um, freaking I had a keyboard because, you know, mu- mostly, you know, I, I'm a musician. And then uh, Dean also, hidden talent, by the way, also yeah, a musician in his family, runs in his family, Mr. Biscocho, um, also a musician. He has a band. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, yeah ma- many, many fun memories. So that year is where Dean and I essentially became brothers became brothers from different mothers as they say and and then it, it was just and that was the year he was studying his civil engineering and um uh, then we we wrapped up that year we all uh eventually graduated and um jp went to denver for some reason <laughs>
1: and then, oh I yeah why,
0: i know why that's he cool. went to Denver. yeah it was like Teach for america i think i gotta that's get right. him on here that's yeah. right tfa yeah yeah and then uh dean uh, so, did you move out of there and uh, you went back home, right? You went to Tracy eventually? In- yeah. Initially, yeah.
1: Had to graduate and then move yeah. back home. That's which right. Which at the time felt bad, but apparently it was so common, <laughs> uh, at least in our group of friends, but I'm sure like nationwide, possibly worldwide, to go from college at that time, go from college right back to your parents' house because it just was economically the thing to do. Yeah. It was. So easy, and then like
0: there's no shame in that, man. I did. I was in. I was living at my parents. Remember, I was living at my parents at some point, like on weekends between our room there at our apartment. I would go home because my parents lived close. Luckily, oh mm-hmm. my god, the stories with that that that's endless. How annoying I was with with all the food I'd bring in in that small <laughs> ass fridge. In that small ass fridge, Jesus this man was my best man and he made a speech for the ages at, at, our, at my wedding oh with Shada. And, and that had to be part of it about all the bread that I would stuff in the freezer. <laughs> Jeez. Dude. Wow. Anyway, it's just I... these memories are pouring in and it's just so, it's so fun to, to reminisce about. But I want to keep on track. I don't want the audience to think what the hell are they talking about. But, so yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, we moved out of there. You, got, you went back to Tracy and then let us know what happened after that
1: it was it was hard sailing just because uh jobs were scarce and my my i guess uh i wasn't completely sold on what the rest of my life should look like i had an idea that you know you kind of carry with you from like even childhood of like get a job that pays save retirement find someone you love, have kids, you know, all that sort of thing. And then, um, you know, the first part of that, like finding the job was just like, yo, this is, you know, I better get this right. Cause I think a lot of existential crisis set in after, (laughs) if I'm being honest, like there was some moments of like, yo, this is what life is supposed to be like for the rest of and that, you know, that
0: unreal pressure that we all put on ourselves. I know what you mean.
1: It's uh it's 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 scary um it's a little dark mm. just because you know you, you don't ever want to sort of face your inadequacy ever yeah. and then um here you are kind of like at your physical peak ready to do your thing and then I don't know you just don't have that little spark so the the key for me was just like okay what's the spark what's the thing that will kind of get me out of bed because honestly, getting out of bed f- f- at 6am to get to a job site to do construction work and construction management is like, it's, it's not the business at least it's not for me. You know yeah. what I mean? So you learned, though. Immediate- you learned,
0: you, you definitely, I mean, uh, and some people love it by the way, if shot being one, right, he, that's, he, he's still doing that 25, 30 years of it. You know, he's, he's been on it nonstop. <sighs>
1: I, I, I love that Fareshod he owns it. Like he his, his his like personality is so like perfect, I think, because he is he's sort of um how do I call it? He has like he's sort of unrelenting, uh and he he's he's incredibly sharp and he always has like a certain sense of humor too about uh-huh. him. Yeah. So all those three things work very well. Especially in that field, in my opinion.
0: If he was here right now, he would just say no. Don't talk about me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: my God, yeah. Freshman's uh, good, man. He was, uh, yeah. But anyway, enough about him. I'll have him on that later. <laughs> but, um, dude, Let, it's, let's it's, kick it's, him later. <laughs> I'll kick him. You, you can jump on too. <laughs> um, he was, uh, yeah. Fasher is a creature of routine though, man. He can do the same thing every day and that's, and he's happy with that me. And right. and I think you, if I can say this, we, I, I'm, I like routine to a degree because it helps me to stay organized. Uh, and I, will speak for myself because I don't know yeah. if, if you're like this, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, my love for my passions, what they are, but, uh, I keep those routine but everything else I, I like to shuffle through, right? Like You mix it up. Yeah, I try to mix it up. For me it's all about this, right? Mental health is huge for me. So like um the older I get, the more I realize how important it is to keep this tip-top shape, so. Yeah, but, uh, mixing yeah.
1: it up is huge at doing that. Yeah. It's it's gone.
0: No, I was just saying it's, it's, it's huge to me. And, and I, every day it, it, that is my number one thing to keep prime, you know, because I even started taking a alpha brain. Here's a, here's a free plug for alpha brain, but uh, a company called on it. Anyway, I posted a IG live about well,
1: how's it. it. How's it, has it helping?
0: How's it, how's it working for you? Uh, you know me, I don't, I, I joke a lot. I I I say a lot of I you know I BS a lot, but I don't. I never lie. Right. I'm always honest. And and yeah. and that I can tell you, I felt it. I felt the difference. And 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 now I'm I'm a subscriber. I I, I subscribe to uh, monthly uh, shipments of it uh maybe monthly or right, maybe 90 days cuz okay. yeah but anyway it's it does work i i felt it in the middle of my lessons i would f- i would feel like oh wow i'm i'm on top of my uh like uh lesson plan i'm on top of uh being present and that that yeah. w- that was the hardest is being present right um the older i so got so it helps
1: it, it helps with being present
0: absolutely cognitive uh uh awareness um mm-hmm. I'll, I'll i'll tell you yeah. There. Anyway, we can talk about <laughs> Alpha Brain <laughs> another time. But it, it it does work. So if you got if anybody out there who is dealing with that, like how I did, um, I could feel myself slipping at times throughout the day. That afternoon, you know, three o'clock where you that fatigue kicks in, and then the last thing you want to do is is focus. Uh, it helped me a lot for that. And it's there's no caffeine in it, which is great. So.
1: Oh, that is good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know me with Too caffeine. coffee. Oh,
1: yeah. my God. You're a fucking fiend. You're a fiend.
0: Anyway, enough about me. It's about you today. Tomorrow, it's about me.
1: <laughs> you should do a solo podcast. I'd love to hear that, how that ends up. No, the... Uh, where were we? We were talking about... Uh,
0: so, yeah, you, you were figuring out... You were waking up at the butt crack of dawn. Yeah. And then you hated and it. Then,
1: yeah. Well, then uh, there was this, another awakening. Let's right. say, you know, awakening of your sort of understanding that you have only one life and then you realize maybe I should fix the one life that I've got. Right. So you do a lot of reading. I, I remember a, a few friends of ours had like thoughts of like, you know, career related things, like almost all of them, honestly, like everyone just questioned their careers in their first couple years and, and just was like, you know, it's the best thing for me. Um Absolutely nothing to it, but to do it. I had, I was thinking law school. I was thinking, um, you know, God, business school. It's just like, you, you just want something that will kind of trigger that next step that'll lead to money. And, um, the, when you read books though, my favorite thing about certain books, especially the good ones is they'll tell you in, like, chapter one, if not the prologue, they'll tell you this. They'll say, if you're doing this for money and you're reading this book for money, it's not worth it. Right. And I love that so many books start that way because it just saved me so much reading. <laughs> I swear, like, I opened the, lo- the, the you know, the, the lawyer book and I was like, all right. So if you think that, you know, uh, $300 an hour is going to be worth it, um, think again, it's not. And I was like, oh, shit, you know? And then you just kind of close the book and then you put it away, uh, you know, because all these guys have lived through it and they're like, no, it's, you know, you actually have to love your craft. FireShot loves his craft. People that succeed love their craft. And that then you kind of lead to this most difficult question is like, who are you and what do you actually enjoy? Mm. And uh, I do think that those... The answers change, but the closer you get to the answer that doesn't change, um, the better you're better off you'll yeah. be. And so, uh, I, I I'll say that um, the most generic and possibly non uh, non changing thing that I can say I found out about myself is uh, yeah I'm a, a i am think I'd categorize as a as a creative. Absolutely, And that's about as generic as I can be about it. And I don't think I could ever erase that from like something that I'm interested in. Right. So re- regardless of technology, regardless of iPhones and laptops, like yet yeah, some people are, you know, just always going to be some kind of art- artist or creative or, you know, want to want to do something that doesn't have to do with like life or death and more about like possibly meaning of life and those are that maybe that's like a distinction that's kind of interesting.
0: That's that's true. Now when you were going through when you were going through the awakening as we discussed. Hmm. And you were saying to yourself, who am I? What am I what am I like what am I supposed to be doing, right? I just wasted four years. It felt you, I'm sure it you felt had like it. yeah, I'm sure you had these fear these thoughts, right? Um and then the pressure that most uh, most especially foreign parents put on their kids out of college now again i'm speaking for myself not for you but uh, a lot of uh immigrants that come to this country they have this dream that their kids are you know they want their kids to be successful uh by the book right by 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 like the four or five uh careers that are proven you know doctor lawyer Mm -hmm. engineer Right, right 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 so um i know i I know uh i had that and i'll be honest i had it at a to a small degree but i'm wondering what about uh for you when you went through all of this awakening did you feel like did you ever feel alone or did you feel like shit everybody else is 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 like figuring their shit out and i'm stuck did you ever have thoughts like that
1: yeah yeah the the, uh, a sense of uh maybe uh maybe fear of missing out fomo yeah. or uh just just the sense that you know you are bottom of the barrel while everyone else is kind of you know doing doing their thing um especially when you're kind of that lost about you know taking significant steps backwards yeah right um yeah like you know, you you touched on something that I that made me think about uh, a particular topic, and it it's great because I think it's being discussed a lot in uh, especially on social media. Is like um, the the especially with uh, families that are sort of foreign um, yeah. or immigrant families. Aren't we is all? like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically the <laughs> the whole thing about what you described is like being by the book and taking up careers that are, um, sort of traditional lawyer, doctor, engineer, um, and sort of everything after that, you know, I feel like when, with our upbringing, like those, those categories are just swirling around so much because everybody wants you to do well and do the best for you or you for you to do the best for yourself. And, um, that's a ton of pressure, uh, especially when you're actually living through the process of achieving that thing. Right. Like, um, like you go through college and then you have to find the job. And the trouble is, you you know, you might have this, like, I don't know. I, I felt like I did was like, I had this sort of sub subconscious, um, sense of misalignment with, with that, yeah. But you can't like, you know, it's abstract, right? Like you don't oh, yeah. just say to yourself like, oh, I'm I misaligned. You just, you just go, th- things just go unnoticed. And, uh, but it's amazing because it's like, we
0: fear that of missing out. We fear that we're the only one d- dealing with this, right? Um, I feel what helped me was I started to th- realize, I, I, I heard a quote, I heard a quote. By none other than Will Smith, actually. Okay, not he's not a poet by any stretch, right? I mean, he he was a rapper. He's a rapper. Yeah, so he was a poet. But um, this is this is a quote. He, he um, it may have been maybe three four years ago. I heard it. What's the quote? Uh, it goes, "For every issue you face in life, somebody has written a book about it. At least one person." Right. I'm paraphrasing because I'm butchering the quote, but it was something like that. So not only is he saying in that quote that someone else is also dealing with what you're dealing with, but somebody decided to write a book about it. Right. Like, yeah. And that what that told me was. I'm the furthest thing from alone. Right. I'm Uh like. I, there's all of us go through this, right? That's the whole beauty of it because we're all, I guess we're all a clump of clay, right? And and we kind of remain a clump of clay and we have our legs under us and our arms up until college is done, essentially. For those of us fortunate enough to be able to get a college education. um, And college isn't for everyone, by the way, so I don't mean that in the sense that you know everybody m- must go to college. I'm just saying, for Dean and I, that was our uh, that was our opening, our our lane. All right, guys, sponsorship time. Anchor. Let me tell you more about them. I learned about Anchor through my cousin Sabrina, who has her own podcast, Okay Mary Podcast. And I've been waiting to start a podcast for so long but I just couldn't find the right way to do it I was always like where do I go what do I have to sign up for do I have to have a million accounts and a million different things uh, to get things going and then I talked to Sabrina I was like how'd you do it and she told me dude just get on Anchor and it literally does everything for you It makes it so easy and that's literally what led to me starting my podcast because it was my last bump on the road Uh, and she helped me solve that so let me tell you a little more about anchor first of all it's free and that's it i mean you don't need to know anything else it's free you can literally just go on their website or on the app and you can record your podcast that's how easy it is there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your computer or phone anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's really easy. I can't stress that enough. Guys, if you want to start a podcast, there's no better uh, tool or website than Anchor. Jump on there. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That was our opening our, our laying in so uh, it, was, it was amazing to me to see, like, as the older I get, that, dude, like, what am I bitching about? Everybody goes through it. And there's something warm about that there, for me. I wonder if, if you went through that. Did you ever feel, like, some sort of, like, emotional, rele- like, <laughs> release? Don't take that and run with it. But <laughs> an emotional, like, confirmation that, dude, I'm good. Like where, when did you in your awakening or in your finding yourself, if you did get to that point and and say, Oh, I'm okay.
1: Right. Oh, you know, I forget what the book is. There's a book I remember, uh, making it through, or at least there was like a, a part of it that I loved. It was, it basically said like, I think it just told a story of a man who gave up everything. He basically like, so like, I think he sold all his belongings or he got, he just got rid of it or left it all. Um, Kind of like a, like Buddha, you know, he was a prince who like traded his princelyhood to become, you know, a no one, you know, a no one. And what was described in this book was like, once he got to the very bottom of rock bottom of life, he... It's weird to say, but I'm sure, like, you know, hopefully, hopefully this doesn't offend people. But, like, what what he said was kind of empowering in that once you get to the very bottom, you realize it's actually not that bad. Um, I I know you can kind of, you can pick that apart. But I guess what he's saying is, especially when it comes from a financial perspective, when you have no money and no belongings, and, like, you're actually maybe even struggling for food, to some degree, and he was like, I think he was just eating bread yeah. and like drinking water. That was his only sustenance. Mm-hmm. When he reflected on that, he was like, "This honestly isn't that bad." So when I read that piece, I was like, "Oh, this!" And I, you know, you look around, and you're like, "This isn't that bad." Yeah. So it, it is empowering in that way to like say, you know, let's we I can work with this. Yeah is the idea. And so I think that's, that was like a, a big, uh, big, you know, stepping point.
0: Sure. uh, No, that's cool. That's yeah. And it's different for everyone. Based on what you've said so far, you know, books are a major tool in your, in your discovering your career or discovering what you, what you wanted to do next, which we're going to, which we're going to get into. Um, you know, it's, and that's the cool thing too, you know, it, for me, I'll be honest. Reading was not. In when I was younger, at least reading wasn't a thing for me. Like I didn't enjoy it. I I couldn't keep up with the story if if it was fiction or if it was even just a fun read. I I just I I <laughs> even I if I had book reports to do, bro, I would actually like find a way to figure out what the hell is going on in the book. And I would essentially cheat my way through it. But
1: but, but without reading it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I always read the summary. What? There was a website when we were in school, in middle school. Oh like, God. You remember that? There was a site that you could go on to. I can't remember the site. But you could go on it and you could literally, it would summarize the book for you so you so you can get away with the book report. I
1: remember some amount, like Cliff's Notes or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Cliff's Notes.
0: Anyway, but... I'm not proud of it, but it was it was what it was. That's how I was as a kid. I uh I guess that was me finding myself. I wasn't sure. Right. But but now I read, I I and thanks to audiobooks, it's so easy to read. Okay. <laughs> you know. Anyway, point being, um uh it was the, everyone goes through it, right? So like you went through it and you got to that point where you said, you know, this man who just all he had was bread and water and he was fine. Uh it's true. It's true, you know. Um Everyone has that bottom. Uh, not everyone go, gets to it, um, but everyone has it. So you know, I'm glad you you found yours. So now you're you're done with civil engineering. You you pulled the plug on that. And to give reference, you were at this point living in Berkeley, right? And then, yeah. And I remember you told me over a cup of coffee that you're done with with uh, with that oh with that life. And then yeah. You, and then you went back to Tracy, correct?
1: Uh, I mean, in a roundabouts way, yeah. It was, It was. Uh, they didn't want engineering because I just felt that stressed about it. Like, I, I don't think it brought me joy like I thought it might. Yeah. And so that was a hard conversation with mom and dad. Yeah. And then followed by uh, an even tougher decision to go move back in with them. Yeah. Just because you know, no one wants to do that after college. No one wants to be another burden for your family, and then, and then to kind of be looked down upon in, in that way. Like you know, so, socially, right? You don't want to be like the guy who moved in back with their parents. It
0: helped that you were the um, only child, though. It probably made it easier.
1: Right, right. Because all you know, my brothers and sisters—they're all kind of uh, adult and with with kids already. So yeah. for me, it was just you know, it would just to be me. <laughs> um, made sense a lot to move back again i realized like it was so good uh to have to know that friends were also you know staying with their mom and dads post-college and then um and then yeah like that was my chance to kind of go into a uh sort of like a i don't know
0: exploration
1: exploration yeah Yeah. you could say that like um yeah With you know, what do you do with free time and free meals and just all the resources that your parents could give you? And you know, I'm very lucky. I have a good relationship with my parents, and and they're able to like help me figure this out. Like, so God bless them. Absolutely. Um, uh, they were essential in me figuring out what actually matters to me. And uh, we we played a lot on computer uh, you know, dude, here's a computer right behind me. Uh, and once I embraced that aspect as not just like for games and hobbies, it's just like, it's a real like tool for, um, for making money and making a business work. Once my head kind of got wrapped around that, it was like, Oh, like this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I wasn't making money yet. Like I, I, I wasn't, doing anything for money, um, maybe until a year or two after having moved in. Because after that, I realized, you know, doing camera stuff, photography, um, doing videos for business, small businesses, doing photos for small businesses. I realized like you can make some amount of money here. And I was just like a nobody doing it. Like if you were good, you could do a lot with digital media And a lot of things kind of didn't exist at that time, like Fiverr and like all these sort of new startups that help support that type of, that type of industry. Mm -hmm. And dude, in the past, like five years, five years, I swear five years, so many things have changed when it comes to, um, how, how the market is perceived as like what makes money. Now people really feel like, you know, they don't want to train. They don't want to raise any kids that are you know, doctors and lawyers anymore. They wanna they wanna throw them right into coding. You know, yeah. computers and shit. It's just like that that's so perfect of a like story to keep in mind about how sort of fickle the like career landscape can look. Yeah,
0: yeah. So the evolution of learning, right? The evolution of what's what's out there and it's yeah, it's evolution of what's valuable what's valuable right so yeah you, so film film and specifically editing right film editing um, yeah it am was, i right yeah
1: so it wasn't immediate and it, i think the yeah. important thing about that was like i went from uh looking at what my parents and grandparents have done like so they work in music right so they've done music yeah. or the, at least they've they d- like done music That made total sense for me for like a career path too. So let's do some music. We made music, music, you can do it all on a laptop. Go
0: look up his music, ladies and gentlemen. He has some music out there.
1: Uh, uh, You know, good luck finding it. Uh, it (laughs) (laughs) I've hidden it all. It's gone. Uh, No, uh, (laughs) so it's, that was step one. Like just try it. So I just jumped in and again, thank you, mom, dad. We, I was able to just jump in, um, and and have no repercussions of not making an actual like income. Um, I learned a shit ton about computers and and software, and uh, mouse and keyboard. So yeah. within within that amount of time, I became very like I don't know. I became especially a power user with like computers and stuff like that because I had to work through like hardware issues and software issues galore. Um, I guess the story goes like this and and this is about as concise as I can be is I went from music and then I had to make a music video uh, and then I realized I really liked the process of making a music video so that got me more into video editing and then I stopped doing like random photography and I just was like video is really fun. And, uh, like thoughts of YouTubing and like doing Instagram video and just all that propelled me into that space. Then I became like a in-house video editor for a company, um, in in Sacramento. And then from there I started working for an editing company, like a, like a, like a what do you call it like a media house or like an advertising agency an agency yeah Yeah. here in LA and that's that's kind of the the fast forwarded version of the career um and so that's within that short amount of time that's where you turn the dial a little bit and then just like boom Once I I personally think once you (laughs) I think my favorite part about it is as soon as you align with something um And you find like, oh, that's what I want. And you have that moment. This is how fast things come. Like all the good things that you want in your life, they just sort of like, you know, my own place. That's right. Uh, You know, a place that I, you know, a place that I like and, uh, you know, has food and uh, entertainment everywhere. And like, you know, whatever you're into, you'll just be able to go towards it once you, you know, align with something.
0: I'm so happy you found your niche man that's how I would describe it that was your niche you found your you found your lane you you went through the unknowns which is by the way when we feel the most vulnerable uh i think and then you went through that i guess you could call that your bottom and then you figured it out and you found you went through you tried the music because that's what that that was what correct me if i'm wrong that's what felt safe. Cause your parents did it and you felt, Oh, that's in, it's in my blood. I can, I can do that. And then Absolutely. you did it. And, and by the way, you did fine. I mean, even if you stuck it out with that, I would have listened to all your songs, but my point being, Thanks. if you didn't, if you didn't like it, that's all that matters. Right. So you started on broader terms and you narrowed it down to video editing and, and you went in the midst of that, you went, you became a soul cowboy from a NorCal boy. So, yeah, I want to know how that feels. How has that change been um, both culturally and also your career now? How has that shaped your perspective if it has uh, on life in general as a 32 year old? I just threw your age out there.
1: Thanks, bro. (laughs) Uh, No, location is everything. I can't like that's probably one of the big learnings too. that. Um, that isn't like super obvious. Um, it's, well, it depends, right? I mean, it depends on what you do, but when you're doing something of this nature where you're trying to be, uh, like, like just a top class, uh, creative, it's hard to, become that top class when you don't have a frame of reference around you for who you should be or what you should do right Mm, like another being in sacramento for yeah so yeah if you're in sacramento um as a video editor it's a little tough because the density of video editors is not high yeah in sacramento like that's Sacramento has plenty of like medical, politics, right? Politicians, um, and maybe food industry. And so, when you come to LA, you have uh, you run the gamut of like film, acting, uh, music. You know, and everything that you so associate with LA, like these are the creative types that you're gonna want nearby for the sake of let's say collaboration and like making friends and that that was sort of the big confirmation that I got when I moved to Southern California I was see. that you know people would say that in books like you should move somewhere and I had friends like actually um, shout out to Layla Samimi she Layla. she was like one of the first like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she'll ever hear this, but I hope she does. <laughs> I want her to know no one's that hear this. years ago, I, I feel like I told her this. So she, you know, this is just further confirmation is like, she she once took me aside and was like, why don't you just move to LA? And she, you know, she's she's an LA native herself. Yeah. So she knows all about it. She took me aside and was like, you know, if you want to get into, into the industry, why don't you just make sure you move to LA? And I was like, you know, when you're a NorCal boy for your entire life, it's hard to make that decision about who you are, right? You have to flip yeah. a switch inside of yourself and say, "I am no longer this. I'm actually this instead," which isn't necessarily NorCal versus SoCal. It's it's mostly like I'm open to not I'm open to not living in SoCal versus I can only live in SoCal. Or sorry, NorCal, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to flip a switch. Right. And Now you have to be open to the idea of, you know, living somewhere completely different than where you grew up. And then uh, that took time for me to develop within myself. Like I had to start convincing myself that I could change aspects about myself and my opinions. And then once I did that, like L.A. made so much sense. And um, to give you an example, like um, as soon as I joined uh, the company in L.A., it was like an immediate confirmation of what I had speculated was the truth, which was if you join, if you get into the city and you join the companies that are related to what your interests are, you're going to be surrounded with people like you. Yeah. And that is so true. Like oh, yeah. you go to Silicon Valley And, like, I mean, shout shout out to Michigan, for example. You go to Silicon Valley, you're gonna be surrounded by Michigans, you know? Like, really sharp, uh, hard workers um, that are incredibly uh, nerdy. (laughs) Uh, We mean
0: that uh, in the best way possible.
1: And very importantly, I'm very nerdy, but not in a useful way. Uh, (laughs) No, I, (laughs) I. So, I come to LA and. It's just like film nerds, you know, TV show lovers, anime, cartoons. Just like, just everybody has a thing that they're interested in, and then some of them are highly accomplished within that. they within their respective industries. Like, I, I had a friend who uh, worked for Nickelodeon for a good while, yeah. had an animated um, show she was pitching, and. Yeah. Uh, like when I moved into my apartment, my neighbor worked for Interscope as a recruiter. Like there was just wow. so many like indications of like, oh, this is just where people are. Oh, oh, oh. Can I, uh, this is my most recent one. I love this. You know, no, the professor? we're out
0: of time. We're out of time. You're done.
1: No, okay. no, 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 You got to listen. You got to listen to this story. <laughs> Do you know the professor, right? The the basketball player? Of course. Player. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Love this guy, right? He was important since we were like in middle school, right? Like oh my he God, was and one, bro. Man. And, yeah. and he's still the man because he has yeah. an awesome, dope-ass YouTube channel, right? Yeah, he Where does. Where he's creating content all the time. I, uh, I'm i in a gym here uh, in LA. Uh, one of the coaches at the gym uh, was telling me what he did for a living, besides being a coach. He is the full, and I I don't want to out him, but... He's the full time editor for the professor. The professor. He's oh like my the. God. Vi- <laughs> oh my so, God. all these million views on YouTube, he was the one who like put together those videos about the professor. Of course, the professor is like, you know, the whole reason why we're watching it. But, you know, they have to be good videos. So, it was him. He makes it in Final Cut and then he publishes it out of his apartment here in LA. I was just like, dude, how do you even know the professor? I mean, he's, he is the professor's cousin. So, you you know, the Spider-Man video that he did? Yeah, yeah. Like, he was on the court filming it. And I was just like, dude, this, how... It's crazy. And it just, that's just kind of what happens out here. Like, that's you just amazing. run into people that are in the industry.
0: Can I just say how mad I am at you for not telling <laughs> me about this until this moment <laughs> right now? I just <laughs> Knowing how it. passionate I am about basketball? No, I'm kidding. That's amazing, dude, man. That's, yeah, and... It, I think what you're the gist of what you're saying is once you move there, right, you, 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 uh, you flip the switch, as you said, and you went down to LA, started a new life there with this goal in mind. And then you realized, holy shit, there's so many people that are like-minded to me. Right. And, and that's beautiful because now you're stepping up. Now you got to raise your game in a way, right? It's good that, you can network with any of these people at any time. Hell, your neighbor, you just said, right. And then, and then you go on and then you can, you're surrounded by what you want to be. And that there's an old saying that uh, I'm, and I can get cheesy with my old sayings because I've already used three of them, but (laughs) surround yourself by people you aspire to be like, right. And that's literally what you did and kudos to you. That's awesome. And, as a result of your move to LA, you found yourself a little romance.
1: Oh yeah, that was big. <laughs> yeah. That's big. I mean, especially considering you no know, one wants to be alone right now, right? I know. And, but it goes beyond that, right? You you want to find something that's real, and you know you don't you don't want a bunch of hookups or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, the fact that you found
0: I... you found your romance when no one can see each other. <laughs>
1: That's, <laughs> that, that is gonna uh, something, huh? Yeah, that's it's impressive. Something. Yeah, it it's is. Impressive. I'm impressed. I I'm very fortunate. Um, I mean, that's, uh, that's such an understatement. The, I think what had happened was, and I, again, I'll, I'll use that word and you can make it my word of the day is that alignment aspect of like, once you feel like you're already going in the right direction, things just develop so quickly um, and and efficiently, and you don't doubt yourself anymore. You just go with what's going on, and so by that time, I felt like career was going well. I was in a good place, like uh, and I was enjoying the weather. You know, like why would you know? It, it was perfect in LA um, mm-hmm. by that time especially when Corona had started. So, you know, what's Corona? Why? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, th- once, once that kind of, re- you know, once that kind of settled in, I was like, why not? Why not? Why not try to figure this part of my life now? Cause I, you know, you neglect it. You sort of, I've personally neglected it. Like I didn't really pursue um, relationships as much as I should have, because, frankly, I was very like caught up in, in career related stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so once you have a career stuff, relationships actually kind of, uh, and yeah, or like worked out, worked out which, very well. Which, very which
0: that's how it, I mean, that was your, I guess you could call order of operations, right? You, 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 yeah, your, your career was. That's very higher. specific to me.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want. Your... I definitely don't want. I don't want to say that other people should follow that particular path. Like I know that you know timing can be different for other people for sure. So I don't want to ever put that out there as like you have to do it this way. But for me or people like me, it, maybe it'll help yeah. to like you know get your get one side of the coin fixed and then flip the coin and then get that that's going. It. Once that's it,
0: and I think I think to. To button up this beautiful conversation on, on your journey and how it's shaped your perspective on life, your your relationship, your career, everything you've mentioned thus far, where where you were, and how it's going, like how they say, um, yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's like you you spend your twenties figuring your shit out, right? yeah uh you got through your college days in your you know in your early 20s you you spend a few years uh fine-tuning what you wanted to be what you wanted to do for the remainder of your uh career and life hmm. then you spending now the the fruits of that labor is uh, if I could use that term is is it your, is in your 30s now your 30s you're enjoying that you're enjoying the hard work <gasps> you put in in your 20s Hell late yeah. 20s especially. And all of the sleepless nights, all of the uh, early mornings that you had to wake up, and you know all of that, all of that, you know, figuring all of that out, um, putting your, putting all that time and effort into it, right? Failing, right? Failing. Yeah. After you quit a career, right? That yeah was initially for your family, not for you. You found out, and then you go through it and then you get to a point where you're like damn I'm failing and then you kept reading and you kept trying and you kept trying and as you were failing you were also winning cuz you were correcting. figuring it out yeah you were correcting yeah you were you were you were shaping your clump of clay to what this beautiful Filipino man is now <laughs> not, right. bad.
1: not bad not <laughs> bad that's
0: enough that's enough okay
1: no um, and the podcast now <laughs> but yeah no that's and
0: that's awesome, man. Thirty-two, and and you got so much good coming for you, if not already, you know. And and I'm so happy for where you are and where you're going. Even though I missed the hell out of you out out here in Sacramento, um, I couldn't be happier for where you where you are in life. And um, if there is anything you want to plug, plug it away, um, because then you're done.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah
0: if i mean if you wanna anything anything any music that you're interested in any 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 games that you're into recently i i see the i see the
1: xbox controller
0: back there that's so.
1: right <laughs> that's right um i'll say this is uh we're gonna get into some good some good fun projects uh twenty twenty one and on uh just because th- we're on an upward trajectory, you know, we're on an upward yeah. spiral. Um, just if, just, just follow. And if you, Oh, by the way, I'll, I'll say this. I actually like this is um, like, I think we've all learned after 2020, like a lot of things that we thought mattered don't matter. And a lot of things oh my. we don't, you know, we don't really think matter actually matter a lot. Um, so
0: we need to have a whole other podcast on that, by the way,
1: (laughs) honestly, here's my stance. Uh, yeah, it really is huge, man. Like my stance on this is when you have an inkling that something isn't good for you or like your personality, try your best to immediately remove it. Um, and then when you do find some amount of joy or like goodness, do your best to try to note it and then and then try to repeat it somehow in your future like i guess for example for example and um i've been loving this is like if you're on social media and you see that you like are you know you're scrolling through your your social media and you see something you don't like don't just scroll past it what i recommend And, you know, just like you're in your emails, you unsubscribe or you unfollow or you mute and just make people don't like their phones because it's just like full of stuff that they don't want to see potentially. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of what is happening right now with tech is they're giving you the option to not see those things that you don't want to see anymore because, you know, no one cares to see um, particular things. And, you know, like... Apple's now, and, like, all the apps are making it an option for that's you right. to only put the stuff you want. I think and the
0: social dilemma had a lot to do with that, by the way.
1: Oh, huge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Netflix has been doing such good stuff for, like, helping people um, identify what they want in their life and not. It's true. Uh,
0: that's awesome. But man. Yeah. So, yeah. everyone,
1: delete everything off your phone.
0: And Unfollow me. Unfollow. Dean, the producer. Don't listen to this podcast, and uh, you will be happy.
1: <laughs> Honestly, we don't need we don't need fake friends. Uh, uh, people don't need fake friends. People don't need fake followers. If you like stuff, thumbs it up. Do what you can. Yeah.
0: yeah. That, no, that's... But don't. It's true, man. Yeah, it's true. And don't and, fool anyone. Exactly.
1: And and that's a that's
0: a good place to to. Uh, bring this one to a close. I and you know I know a lot of podcasts like to you know uh, say follow this, follow that. I have all of that. If you care to follow, please do. There, um, I don't want you to follow if you don't like it. Right, that's the point. Um, mm-hmm. give it a follow. You know, on Instagram, it's Fumble Podcast, and Twitter, it's Humble Podcast P, and also Facebook, Fumble Podcast. So. Any of those, if you liked what you heard today, there's more of these vibes and these types of conversations. And again, this was episode one. Um, I'm figuring out this podcast game as we go, and I'm planning on making it better and better with each episode. Um, But I couldn't have any better man, like I said, than this guy right here, because him and I discussed podcasting initially, and um, he fine-tuned his career and... Podcasting ended up being what I needed to do. And nice. I'm so happy that I'm doing it and I'm doing it first with you.
1: Thanks, Padron. That that does mean a lot, man. We aren't we just figuring it out. We're all just doing things right now.
0: I love it, man. 30s are the besties. I love it. Thank you guys for listening. I love it. Dean, anything else? That's it. Let's go eat dinner. All right. I'm not hungry. Okay, see you guys. Together, we'll purify the mind and have a good time. I'll showcase your very best on Fumble Podcast.